Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange What I tell you, okay? All right. This decade is gonna be the decade of the balls. You got it. it did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, August 30th. College football is back. We got another week of high school football. It feels good. I know we're not quite returned to normalcy, but the good news is is like it, we're getting to we're getting to fellowship together. Even if it's like this world needs more positivity. And I realize not everybody's going to be positive about football happening, but a large majority are going to be positive about it. Yeah, especially like in SEC country, they're going to be positive about especially it. Especially in SEC country. Um, and, and, and the good news is, is there's a lot of schools and a lot of organizations doing it the right way, um, and that's the most important part. I realize there are some that maybe need to – could do a better job. But, hey, the good news is, is as long as the athletes are safe and, and doing it and um, – and we get to watch it. We get to be entertained. It's a good time to. Uh, it's it's perfect. The weather's been good. The weather's been nice this week. Until yeah, today, it was yeah, hot today. It, it's been kind of cloudy and just around eighty ish. Yeah, it, it's yeah, been it's been, nice. It, it, it's been nice. Friday night, Thursday night was excellent. The, it was. Yeah, it was, that was that was football weather. Yes, it was. Uh, and then I guess last night, even there was even some high school football all day yesterday, and even some last night. Yeah, I watched a lot. I watched um, the North Dakota teams. Oh, I didn't realize they were playing. Um, there was a team from Oklahoma played. They played somebody. The only high school football I watched yesterday, I watched the Catholic, and we'll we'll get to see a play from that. Uh, Catholic play Texas Trinity. Trinity, yeah, Texas Trinity Christian. Um, and dude, Deion Sanders' kid is good. Texas forever. Texas forever. I know we <laughs> talked about this. He's he's better than FAU. I mean, I don't. Oh yeah. 100%. Which he committed what last? It's been a while since he's been committed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I could change, but maybe he just wants to go to um, – maybe he likes FAU. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just kind of that Willie Taggart relationship, which I don't get. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like – Does anybody get it? Yeah, what's he proven that he can develop a quarterback? So we were talking about that today. Did he coach Marcus Mariota? Was he an assistant at Oregon when Mariota was there? Is that where he gets the quarterback guru tag? I don't know. Does he get that credit? Maybe. I, 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 I mean, I've heard people describe him as a QB guru, but I never knew why. Maybe. Okay. I mean, I don't know. That was a crap show at Florida State, so I wouldn't want to go anywhere <laughs> where a guy got fired at a Power 5 level. I mean, I, when, when you're that talented. Yeah, that, that team, which, to be fair, Jimbo Fisher uh, knew what he was doing when he left. I, I could see him at, like, a Louisville, though. And I think Louisville like was one of his top teams. I could see him, like, being pretty dominant Maybe. in the ACC. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see if he does look at a, going a Power 5 route now that um, he's gotten some uh, exposure on the national level. See what see what mm-hmm. happens. Uh, he definitely – he looked really good against Catholic. Me and you talked about this. That Texas Trinity team whooped up on Catholic. But Catholic's not bad. 
No, they're good. That Texas Trinity is just a really good football team, um, and that that was proven. I'm I'm excited. I'm curious. You, you you mentioned it. They're playing Macaulay, and Macaulay looks good. Um, maybe another week where they struggle, but it'll be interesting to see if they can bounce back. And that, like I said, that's a good football team. They'll take care of business plenty of times this year. Yeah, I think that div- that division, like Macaulay, Ensworth, and all them, it's it's going to get even more and more prominent. Right. The Catholic Catholic did not make it easier on themselves by going to the private school division. No. So it'll it'll be fun to be fun to see what happens. Um, We just, I know we just talked about high school football. We'll talk about high school football some more. I I don't know if it's just growing up in East Tennessee, high school football special. It's, it's fun. Um, But we are going to talk about fall camp, obviously a little bit more news. Tennessee did sit out Friday. Uh, No, doesn't seem like there was a real reason other than just to make sure we get everybody tested, make sure they, you know, because they did have some more, some more positives, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't necessarily, Jeremy Pruitt said it, and they practiced on Saturday night. So it wasn't necessarily because of COVID. It was just kind of maybe getting ahead of the curve a little bit rather than reaction to it, So, which I know it seems reactionary by doing that after some positives. But I think it was to get everybody tested from what I understood and what they did publicly, uh, to get everybody tested make sure they knew who had been exposed. And, um, and yeah. he even mentioned it. They have a lot more time fall camp. Those days are 25 practices spread out over like 42 days. Mm-hmm. So they could adjust the schedule a little bit more. So they also had the freedom to do that where most years they wouldn't. So they took advantage of that. I think that's smart. Um, to if you, ha- if you have the ability to do it, why not? So. Yeah, just take a step back and just be like, are we doing everything we can to yeah. prevent – or, or the entire team, get, yeah. Right. Hopefully, keeping everybody from getting exposed to it. Right. Uh, obviously, not everybody's going to be free of that. So that, whatever. Good. They they use the ability. They use what they have. Um, are going to talk about some recruiting news and some team news as well. Talking about college football, Central Arkansas and Austin P. Go P. Go P. Austin P. Got the win last night. They did not. Oh, they didn't. Oh no, they lost on the. They were winning. They were winning. They were. What were they up with the? Was it the final four minutes? And then, I don't know. I can't remember. Central Arkansas, though, plays again on Thursday. They are getting all their games in as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. I respect that because you don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah, you got to. Um, Austin I am P- interested to see because they have the the purple and silver field. Oh, is that is that Central Arkansas? Yeah. They're, with their field? Yeah. It's pretty ugly, but. Yeah, it is ugly. I'm not a big fan of any other than green of any color fields. I know a lot of people like the Boise State. Boise State. And then I think it's Eastern Washington that have the Redfield. Mm-hmm. I think the Redfield's really ugly. Yeah, it is really ugly. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, Austin P took the opening touchdown, though, 75 yards to the house. Untouched. Yeah, what a freaking way to start off college football. Yeah. In a triple option. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. House call. <laughs> hey, it's, the veer works. It's like Novocaine. Just give it time. Take that, 2020. <laughs> um, I was about to say something else about Austin P. I don't remember. Uh, that kid was a freshman. So do we too. find out? Freshman. Was he? Yeah. Do we find out why it was played in Montgomery? It was the the Guardian Credit Union FCS kickoff. Is that a thing they do, or did they just? I do don't know. This year? That, I, I just heard about it this year, so it might be something that they do. But this year, it just got more TV exposure because it was the only game on. I guess. <laughs> I love the tweet. If that you was, got it, flaunt it. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're the yeah. No, they took advantage of it. I think yeah. a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people were at least talking about it on social media. It's weird that it was at nine o'clock. Eight, to be fair, eight p.m. local, but that's still late. That is still late. Like, cause that was that was when uh, Tennessee and Alabama kicked off last year. Yeah, well, eight p.m. You have literally Central. You could literally do it any time you wanted to. Yeah, you're the only dumb. one. Incredibly dumb. I, maybe that was scheduled before. I don't know. <laughs> still, yeah, still. 
you, you would think uh, college football, their first game of a year when it's uh, – it may not happen. I think it would get televised yeah. more on a prompt – like a really good primetime slot. Mm-hmm. Strange. Um, I was about to say something else about college football. I don't remember now. Uh, we are going to talk about college football being back, though. There is there a game today or does it start Tuesday? Is that when it starts pouring on? Um, so Division One. Division One doesn't start till Thursday, or Division One FBS doesn't start till Thursday, right? But I, don't, I didn't know if there were FCS games throughout the week. Uh, but we are going to talk about some college football, SEC football. It's so close. What are we? 25, 27 days. Twenty seven days. Al Wilson days. Al Wilson days. Vars Crouch days. <laughs> pick a pick a guy. Yeah, doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, then we're going to talk about some uh, some going to show our high school highlights. We've got three for two for you today. Send them in. Send them in. We want to show the best high school plays um, in East Tennessee, and uh, then we'll get some college football plays in here too when Tennessee's back. Uh, if you got any questions, drop them in. I am on uh, Twitter and YouTube. And pull up YouTube. Landon's on Facebook. If you got questions, drop them. Uh, if we don't get to them immediately, stay in here. We want to ch- we want to talk to you all. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. So uh, comment in the chat. Yeah, and go check out our, our sponsors, Hound Dogs and Tennessee Tap House. Also, let us know where you're uh, listening from. Yep. Um, love to get some geography up in here. Um, so, so big who, geography guys. Yeah, big geography guys. Caleb is. Do you think you could name? I, I couldn't. By the way, I'll preface that. Do you think you could name? Maybe you could name all fifty states, uh, the state capitals. State capitals. Yeah. I I can know a lot. I know a lot that people don't know. Okay. Like, how many? How like many? Maine. What's Maine's Maine's? A weird Augusta. Yeah, it is. I don't Augusta. know why I know that. I knew that. <laughs> I don't know why I knew it either. Do you know Delaware's? That's my favorite one to know. No, I, don't. I think it's Dover. Dover, I believe. Hmm. Y'all can fact check me on that. I think so. New York's a weird one. Like if- New York's is. Mmm, dang. I don't know it. Is it Albany? It might be Albany. You might be right about that. I think it is. I think you're right. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think I can name a lot. I love the 50 States games, too. That's it was Oh, the, the Friends? Friends one, one. Yeah. yeah. Big big Friends fan. Big big <laughs> big geography, big Friends fan, and they cross paths. You a no big, big uh, paleontology guy, too? Yeah, man. I know <laughs> that there are dinosaurs, or were dinosaurs. I yeah, at one point, there was. <laughs> yeah, I do know that. Um, let's talk about, let's go ahead and talk about some of this, I guess, team news. Uh, D'Angelo Gibbs news. He has, uh, opted out of the 2020 season. Yeah. I mean, was it directly for COVID or is he just kind of taking advantage of it? I, don't I think, think it was, it was for said. academics. Yeah. I saw that. So that's I don't interesting. Know, yeah. That, it's, it's a weird situation because he didn't play last year. Right. So that's two full seasons. He's not played and been on campus. Right. Um, that would be tough. You know, it makes me want to think maybe his grades weren't all the way there and he needed to kind of focus on that. Yeah, and I guess if you can't kind of, we talked about how they're going to take advantage of the of the practice schedule this fall. I guess you can opt out this season and it's not going to hurt you. So if, if that's something you feel like you need to do, to take it, I guess to take advantage of that. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah, this is the season to do that. Right. Um, I don't know. That's It's interesting. I, I think one, if you look at the bright side, you didn't have him last year, right? Um, but, but yeah, I you, think you, you needed him in this wide. I think a lot of people expected him to start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a, a lot of people did, but I think that that just gives. Hopefully, these freshmen. It seems like they came in hungry. Yeah. Um. So maybe that, you know, helps them elevate their their game. Like they see an opportunity to to come in there right away and, and yeah. play. I, I think Jalen Hyatt was already there, but I think 
you know, Jimmy Callaway, Holiday, uh, Malachi Wadman, I think all three of those guys should be like, oh, I can, if it, I can contribute. Another spot just opened up. Yeah. And yeah. I could possibly start. Yep. It's going to be, I'm curious to see what happens just because did, were they expecting this to happen? Um, how does that affect your scholarship? So, I mean, I'm sure they're going to honor his scholarship, but how does it affect your, your count now that he opted out? Cause I know that we were still, Tennessee was still a little above 85. I don't, I think it still counts. It still counts towards your 85. So that's, they still got a few, few people to cut from, from that. I think they are at 85 though. Are they right now? I think they're, if not there, they're. Getting, very, very they're getting close. close to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, because I didn't know with the opting out rules. I didn't know how that that worked. Um, with the with the because new... I think you had to be you had to be at eighty five already. Like when practice started. Oh, okay, so that there's already guys not on scholarship. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that answers that. Uh, what was the um? Let's see. There's not been any other Tennessee players opt out of the season, has there? For COVID, or use the COVID rule. No, I think, I think D'Angelo Gibbs is the is, only, is one, only that, one. I guess the notable one. Right. I think uh, the Abercrombie kid is mm-hmm. entering the transfer portal, which he wasn't going to play. He's right. Play, it so. makes sense why he transfers. It's, right. it's not one of those eyebrow-raising no. things that happen. No. You, you got the. What was really interesting when the um, was Joe Doyle was back. Joe Doyle is back. That's wild. It was kind of interesting that he transferred anyways. I mean, it's. He wasn't necessarily beat out. Him and Paxton Brooks were, yeah, they're consistently very, flipping for. Yeah, it was like flipping a coin. If, yeah, both of them start were very inconsistent. You know, yeah, they, they both had their weeks. Um, yeah, I thought that was. It was weird when it happened, and he's he's back on the roster. So I don't know. He had a great. I don't know if it was his redshirt freshman year or his true freshman year. I think it was his redshirt freshman year. I think he was behind. Um, Trevor Daniel, his first year. Yeah. His redshirt freshman year, he was fantastic. I thought it seemed like a really good replacement for uh, Trevor Daniel. And then – He's a freshman All-American. Yeah, man. I think so. And then I don't know what happened there. Um, not sure. I mean, punting's a weird position, though. You can be really good at it, and then there can be one little slight change, and all of a sudden you're, you're inconsistent, which was his issue. Um, he still had the ability – I mean, him and Paxton Brooks both have the ability to bomb the ball. Uh, it's just consistently doing it is a question. And then, and especially nowadays, when you, it, you like, you, punters are better at getting people in the in the corner and, and deep in their own territory. So you also got to be really good at that. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm sure that's part of looking for a guy that's consistent at that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I thought that was interesting to see him back on. I mean, it, it gives you more competition. Yeah. Which is good. Um, we want competition. Yeah. I think they got a transfer from UConn. Yes. Um, which I don't know. He doesn't have a ton of experience. I think he. I think he had something kind of similar to Joe Doyle's story. Like punted it like one of his early years on campus and then got beat out. Right. Um, so yeah, there, there's going to be some competition at that position, which that's something you need. But with D'Angelo Gibbs, I just like everybody was so excited to it's to weird. see him play, and then, um, you know, th- this kind of happens. But we heard so much about him on scout team, just like. Yeah, doing a great job against first team defense. I mean, like, I, yeah, this dude's going to be a star. And then last year, I remember that? being told to be very excited when he's eligible. Because mm-hmm. man, he was a he was a borderline five star recruit out of high school. Right, I and mean, he played DB, but he's an athlete. 
He red remind me of this. He redshirted his freshman year at Georgia, right? I think he. I don't. I think he played. He did play enough or too much. The the four the four, the four year game year, one it four wasn't game rule wasn't. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so but regardless, still he'll have three years of eligibility eligibility left when he starts next year. Think two? No, no, no. Your 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 year of eligibility is not affected when you sit out for transfer. So he had three when he came to Knoxville, right? He was a freshman. I thought he was a junior. Hold on. Oh, okay. Let me make sure. Yeah, he uh, sat out his sophomore year. That's what, that's what I thought. He sat out his sophomore year, and he would have been a junior this year, but he's not going to use eligibility because he would have had three years of eligibility going forward if you count, like, starting this year. Okay, and so then, he would be a red – he'd just – he'd be a redshirt junior this year if he played. So he'll be right. a redshirt junior next but year. But he – yeah, and he'll have three years of two eligibility. Years. I have two. This years. year won't affect it. So he he uh, played in 2017 and 18. Oh, uh, okay. I think I thought he transferred after his freshman year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he had two years at Georgia. Okay. Okay. I was thinking he had transferred. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, regardless, I mean, he's gonna be an older guy when his two years of eligibility start. Yeah. At Tennessee, I, and you know, I, I know he's still gonna be around the program. I don't know if. Wouldn't I wouldn't imagine you could li- practice. Yeah, I don't think you can practice. I, so, think so. I mean, that's, I mean, that's risky. You know, if you if you had a maybe a starting job lined up, even then though, I mean, trying to train and stay in you know in the condition you need to be in to be on the team next year, but you're not allowed to work out with the team, train with the team. It's it's definitely not an easy thing to do. I mean, guy, we do know at least like a Jawan Jennings type guy, which he only missed the last game, but he missed the last game of his whatever year that was that he got kicked, kicked off. Yeah, yeah, 17. I mean, he wasn't with the team again until probably summer, and that's a lot of time to stay away from a football team and try to be in, you know, the shape you need to be in you know, to compete for a starting job. Um, so D'Angelo Gibbs to be gone at least until January. That's that's a lot of time away from a team. Yeah, and then, like, we mentioned those freshmen that are came in and impressing everybody. That yep. gives them a, a year in the program that you don't really get. Right. Right. So I don't I don't know. We'll see. Be fun. I feel like this is this is like I guess you can look at it both ways. Yeah, if you opt out, you're like, "Oh yeah, you're not m- missing a year." Mm-hmm. But you're not missing a year if you play either. So I feel like that would be a I don't know. I I feel like I would just rather play and just see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, I, it, I don't know this. I don't know the situation. There, there's got to be. I'll too. say that. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing going on behind the scenes, but there's got to be more to the story. That's right. I think. Yep. I'm not saying it's bad. I, I have no clue. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be more to the story. Yep. Um, looking at this roster, let's talk about the biggest strengths on this Tennessee roster as as the season approaches. And I think there's a lot of still um, questions, things that you just don't know what you're going to get. You got some young guys, some guys who maybe haven't played a lot. Um, I mean, you lost. Two of your your two best wide receivers, arguably your two best playmakers on offense. Um, you lost your leader on defense and your leading tackler. You lost your best pass rusher. There are some questions for this team. Yeah, biggest strengths though. Biggest strength for me is is depth. Um, I, I think that was that's the biggest kind of difference that we saw when Jeremy Pruitt wasn't here to when he to this right. year. Um, he, he just added depth. And, and it's not just like bodies. It's like yeah, it's actually like talented depth. Now I argue there's still some questions in the front seven probably that are they talented enough to add good depth? Mm-hmm. I think there's still some questions. But the good news is is 
It's definitely it's, a lot better than what he inherited. They're not juniors and seniors where you're going, can they do it? They're freshmen. That's why you're questioning, because they're not proven. Right. So that's the good news about that. Yeah, I think I think that's the the big thing. I know that's good. Yeah, Channing and or not Channing, Channy, Chaney. Chaney. Why did I say Chaney? Uh, Chaney and Ansley in their press conference with the media, they just talked about like basically broke down every position of guys that weren't even starting, and th- and that was a that was a big thing for me. Like they mentioned Kenneth George, Warren Burrell had a is having a, a good couple weeks of practice. I'm curious about Warren Burrell, just real quick while I mentioned him, because last year a lot of people were talking like Warren Burrell was going to be a very impactful player. And I know he's a freshman, so I'm not saying he was disappointing or anything. Um, but I think with the way he performed in fall camp, maybe more was expected of him than he gave. I'm kind of curious to see this year, if now that he's played some, get that under his belt and see if he can really take a leap forward and, and step up for that, that secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think he'll get a lot of playing time. Um, I think with him, it was just in fall camp he impressed because he wasn't scared to guard Marcos Callaway or Jawan Jennings. Right. He was like, "Yeah, I'm a freshman. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that." I think in a game, it's a lot different. And I don't necessarily think he played bad. No, I, no, I don't. I mean, there, think there was that's times was. like he got beat. There was times that um, there was busted coverage. But hey, Elante Taylor did too. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just talked about different guys. Uh, Chaney mentioned uh, J.T. Shroud. He also mentioned yeah. Garantano. So, he mentioned a lot of guys that probably won't start, but I think that's just a, another – like, that That just tells you a lot about where this team has come in, in terms of depth. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think the biggest strength for this team that hopefully it's used correctly, utilized, and, and can be a very good benefit for you. Uh, we kind of talked about it. I talked about it today with um, a buddy and – Kind of joke because there was a little bit of luck involved. But we talk. Look at the Tennessee Titans playoff run. Mm-hmm. It was on the back of a running game. Um, and I don't I'm not saying Eric Gray or Todd Chandler or Derrick Henry, um, but I think It'd the running nice g- it would be very <laughs> nice. Um, but I think the running game as a whole. You look at the offensive line, and then you, you talk about guys like uh, you talk about Todd Chandler. You talk about uh, Eric Gray, who can be really good backs, and and potentially adding adding a couple guys that could be impactful. Uh, if that running game is dominant and you're able to control the game. It, it helps your defense out a lot, and, and obviously it helps your offense. opens up the playbook a little bit more. makes people respect the, the tackle blocks. And uh, I think this running game should be a really big strength for the Vols. Yeah, and he mentioned he mentioned the running uh, – Chaney mentioned the running backs. He mentioned Eric Gray and Ty Chandler. Um, I think that's – with your inconsistencies at quarter, mm-hmm. quarterback, I think you got to rely on this run game to yeah. kind of – I mean – like last year, it was passing. You had Callaway, Jennings, Palmer, um, so you kind of just hoped to get it in their hands. Yeah, you wanted and, to get it to the experience. Yeah, playmakers. And, and this is what you get uh, at running back. Eric Gray. I mean, whoever is this? I think Eric Gray will be the starter. But whoever is the starter, the second guy is no slouch at all. Like, no. That's a great duo. Your yeah, your two guys are SEC caliber backs that have ran for plenty of yards in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Well, Ty Chandler has. Eric Gray, I think, is still – I mean, he, he ran good in the last couple games, but one of those games is Indiana. Um, still has a lot to prove, but – I want to see a 1,000-yard rusher. I think I think Tennessee needs to have – I think to be a – for it to be a really good year, one of the, like – one of the things you're going to be able to point to is the running – the rushing game. So, yes, I think for it to be a successful season, you need a 1,000-yard rusher. Or two 
seven, eight hundred yard rushers, mm-hmm. one of the, one or the other. Yeah. Because I, I and that's a, you know talking about the rushing game, I'm curious to see how they handle it. And I'm not saying I'm I'm not knocking it necessarily, um, but I think there is something to be said for letting a guy get comfortable in a game. And so I'm curious to see if they'll ride the hot hand or whoever that one back is. You're going to give him the most carries and see if he can kind of get in a groove, yep. rather than saying he doesn't have it the first five carries. Let's go to the next guy. Curious to see how they'll do that, how they'll handle that this year. I think I think one thing they're going to utilize both of those guys yeah. in the in the passing game. I well. hope so, especially Eric Gray. He got better as the season went along. Yeah, I mean game. I think 100 percent put this, take this to bed with you. First play is going to be a swing pass, to Eric Gray. Well, no, it's going to be a dive. The first pass might be a swing pass, okay. Gray, but we're running a dive on first and ten from our twenty-five yard line after the kickoff goes to the. That might be right, unless we defend, unless it, unless it's a punt the first play. But you remember, like Pruitt's always going to do something run. to make up for something else. <laughs> so you remember Garantano, and then like the next game after that Alabama game, they ran a quarterback sneak. Yeah, they did. You're right. So, and that was that first play is how Pruitt well, started off year one. Was the swing pass, and it was well, terrible. Well, I don't think it was to the running back. I, I don't know. I was I was very sad to see a couple really well executed bubble screens in high school football, and we can't. Our team tends to can't make it up. For that. Yeah, I'm sure that's a that's a play they're running a lot of practice. I don't know if I want to see it. I don't because I like I'm a good pass. If you if you do it, if you do it well, I think it can work. But if not, if you if it's an incompletion on the first one, don't I don't want to see it again the rest of the season. A lot of football people will disagree with me. But I also know a lot of football coaches who their philosophy is every play is designed to score a touchdown. Like even the three-yard dive, they're like, I mean, ideally it goes to the house. How many bubble screens have you seen go to the house? Yeah. <laughs> How many times has a bubble screen really set up touchdowns? I think it's. I, I just think it's a way to get your guys in space. I don't think it's necessarily gonna get you a touchdown. Yeah, it is a way to get your guys in space, but it's ineffective a lot of the times to getting your guys in space. Gotta have the right guys. That helps. <laughs> the defense is also. I feel like the, to run an effective bubble screen, one requirement is the defense to be set up very poorly. Yeah, especially nowadays. Well, when you just gotta have good. Yeah, you do have, have good. good blockers. You do have to have good blockers, but like. With a lot of teams having five DBs on the field for most snaps, anyways. Yeah, that's it, it's it's kind of died after that. Like you're gonna have typically you're gonna have a man over every receiver. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, just throw the ball, just throw it, throw it flat. At least you're at the line of scrimmage when you catch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the bubble screens, but I think it's because of my traumatic history with Tennessee. <laughs> probably doesn't. I think help. that's why. <laughs> that probably doesn't help. Yeah, I think I think that's why. We used to run them in high school all the time. We did, and that's a way to get killed. <laughs> it is a way. I, I was the outside receiver, so I never got a bubble screen. I got quite a bit. And yeah, it was... I, never, I never got that. I was just an outside offensive lineman on those plays. It's really great when your uh, linemen don't move to go block anybody, so you get a bubble screen and the whole and then, defense run at you, and you have no one blocking. You get the biggest linebacker on the field yeah, come at you. Yeah, nice. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have any uh, other team news to talk about this fall camp? Um... Oh, so there's going to be no band um, pregame and... That's so stupid. So there's no power T, I guess. So, yeah, there's, well, the I guess it's not the power T, but the, the T. Running through the T. Yeah, yeah, running through the T. So stupid. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's I mean, that's a big part of like game day. Like yeah. that's tradition. When you think about Tennessee tradition, you think of that. That's it's a big one. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, I don't really know what you can do to to make it happen. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's anything you can do to make it happen. It's just I just I don't understand that like they're gonna be in the stadium, right? What's the difference in them marching on the field? Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably not going to be at the game. Can so it just be, like, distance out a little bit? You don't have to necessarily do it, like... Yeah, just only have, like, instead of the... I think it's, like, 150 members. Just put, like, 75 out there and still form the T. Yeah. There you go. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll do a running for the T kind of like uh, basketball, where it's, like, the... The student section? Oh, they do that. <laughs> but maybe they'll do the... Um, I don't like that. You know, I they have that. the... I don't either. They have, like, the silver one. You know what I'm talking about? And it's like the stand, it stands up and they run through the, like the door in it. Oh, okay. And we'll do something like that. Creative. I think it's sad. The saddest part about that, which I know the seniors can technically return, but the seniors won't, they've already ran out through the tee their last time. Yeah, that sucks. Well, yeah. huh, maybe maybe in December we'll, uh, maybe they'll just say F it. We'll just break, break the, the rules. rules. Yeah, what are they going to do? Cancel the season after this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like they should. Like, if you're not going to do it the whole year, December on the Florida game, the Do seniors should be running. The seniors should be running through the tee, and the team should be running through the tee against against Florida. Yeah, get get the band members some hazmat suits and yeah, let's, sure. Let's run it. We can find some orange hazmat suits somewhere. Yeah, need that ugly yellow, or maybe just like a astronaut. Helmet. There's a guy that'd be awesome. There's <laughs> a guy on the, the golf course today wearing like three different oranges. Oh, no. It killed me. I hate when Tennessee fans do that. They have oh, like I a think different. I saw that. Did I post a picture? Somebody else at the golf course post a picture? I definitely didn't post one on Twitter. I thought Jesse Smitty. <laughs> was he out there? Maybe he's playing there. It was a slow round. Um, but I hate when, you know, like Tennessee fans. Because, like, none of the Tennessee oranges match because they all look different. Was it this guy? No. That was in the <laughs> William Blunt game. Oh. Yeah. He did look like that, though. <laughs> he looked like that. Um, you know how, like, just the Tennessee, like, Tennessee colors just look different on different, like, surfaces. Yeah. So, none of the – your pants don't match your shirt. So, you can't wear orange shirt and orange pants. You need to wear, like, a white top with orange pants or orange, you know, orange pants with khaki. Orange shirt with khaki pants. Or just like overalls. Jeans. Or overalls. <laughs> but, yeah, it drives me nuts. And, you know, the shoe color never matches. But no. they wear them with, with the shirt. And My socks. brother does it. I make fun of them all the time. And the socks. I'm like, Sam, you're wearing six different oranges. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me insane. I'm a, bit, I'm a stickler for Tennessee orange, so it, it gets me a little bit. Yeah. And even like I wear like the hats don't always match in that that and I'm a big hat guy, so that drives me nuts. Yeah. Now what you're saying different like it's just material. Different material because that, that Tennessee off. orange is very specific, so yeah. it changes it. Mm-hmm. That's why for so long they or they've changed kind of the tone of the Tennessee jerseys, because apparently it doesn't look right on TV like the actual Tennessee orange. I'm like, F it, F people on TV. Which I'll say that this year I'm only when we watch games. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll look good. It'll I guess it'll yeah. It'll I mean, it lo- it it looks good like in the stadium. I think they've gone back to the true Tennessee orange. I think that was like okay. the early two thousands when they were like really adjusting it, those ugly uniforms. Yellow almost. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that we talked about it a little bit last night, what our tailgating's gonna look like this year. Um we won't announce our spot yet because it's not official. Right. But we're working on a place close to the stadium, not on campus. It's officially unofficial. It's officially unofficial. Our favorite, <laughs> our favorite term. Um, but thank you guys. I guess you guys are all invited. Just wear a mask. Yeah. 
That's it. That's that's all I require. Hand sanitizer and mask. And bring and, your own. Yeah, bring your own. Yeah, we don't serve alcohol. We're we're not that kind of people. <laughs> um, but it'll be fun. We're gonna be close to the stadium, so we can kind of like hear it. So it's like game day, but not like it's it's like a normal game day, but it's not. Um, and I, you just you said you did opt out of tickets, right? So I, or you're still we haven't done it yet. We're still waiting. Oh, so you're? I mean, I don't blame you. I don't see if you can get it. Yeah, we I'm, just. I'm gonna see what the, I kind of want. Interested in what it looks like. Right. I don't think like we're kind of all in agreement that we're just. You understand? You're probably you. not gonna get it. But yeah. You tried. Right. That was kind of us. We just went ahead and asked for our money back just to. Yeah. Because we were, we had accepted it. Maybe pessimistic a little bit about it, but we we're like, ah, we're not gonna get it. Just go ahead and get the money back. So yeah. It is what it is. Um. Hopefully, I mean. If, if you guys have tickets and you don't want to go to the game, give them away. I'd like to attend one game in terms of, like, just just be there with 25000 mm-hmm. and just see what it's like. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, because games, I'm not saying the football isn't fun, but also what's fun is getting to celebrate with people, and you're not going to be able to do it the way you used to in the stadium. So, scalpers, they're, they're going to be, like, non-existent, right? Because I'm sure there's going to be some scalpers that still know how to get tickets. But, yes, it'll, it'll be at a – they won't be – scalping at um dale avenue and 17th street this year now yeah no hmm. it'll be interesting yeah, yeah. i mean that's, that's it's gonna hurt a little bit in the local economy there yeah hurt the pockets but my favorite thing to do though is celebrate touchdowns by hugging random people it's the best yeah now you so can't, now you can't now i'm that. gonna hug random people to tailgate when we do it that'll be fun you're saying no hugging I'm sorry. If we score a touchdown with four minutes left against Florida, you mother efforts are getting hugged by me. I don't care about it. I, COVID, I mean, COVID I, I don't care to hug you. I don't know if I'm just <laughs> hugging like the scalpers who aren't are scalping they, anymore, so they come to the tailgate. If they show up, you're gonna get hugged. I'm I'm hugging the the funnest guy there, okay. no matter who it is. So that's your requirement. <laughs> hug my Landon. Is. Yeah, be the funnest guy or. Girl, I don't what if Dallas just tackles you? Forces I'll, you to no, I will not let him tackle me. I'll stiff arm Dallas to the ground. <laughs> Hope he's listening. We have a great video. Speed. That was that was a Florida game. It was the interception. Was that was that Darren Kirkland Jr. that intercepted that? Yeah, I think so. That should have, I guess, won the game, not sealed it. Freaking Field Franks and. What is it, Abernathy? It was Abernathy. Abernathy. It got burned. I'll watch that play. It, which one's worse though, Florida or Georgia? Which we ended up winning in Georgia in sixteen. But how do you how do you get beat deep on either of those plays? I have no clue. Like keep it in front of you. If they hit the guy, in fr- they hit the guy in front of you. Make them make the next play. Which in Florida, they, there was no next play. Literally, just keep them in front of you. Whereas Georgia, I mean, they would have like thirteen seconds left had they caught that ball in front of them. So it's like still you got to go score a touchdown. Yeah, they couldn't have won on a field goal or tied on a field goal. Put eleven guys at the freaking goal line and just be like, it's a free interception if you don't get beat deep. Oh yeah, it's a free interception. Yeah, just do like punt safe and just <laughs> have one guy just playing center field back there. I don't, I don't under, I don't understand. I hate to, I like, hate to dwell on the past, but it's I mean, off season. It's dwell on. The past. It's one thing to get beat like. Get out jumped by a receiver. Yeah. But it's another thing to just like let one run past you with time expiring. Yes. That's terrible. It's unacceptable. It's lazy. It's awful. It's pathetic. That Georgia one, like that, 
Like the four to one, something in me just kind of like knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. When the he Georgia got to, one, it was completely unexpected. When he got to like, scramble around, I knew. Yeah, I knew. I was like, yeah, that, that's it. He's gonna throw it sixty yards on the run, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have no one, <laughs> no one behind him. Being a Tennessee fans, fun. Yeah, it's my TikTok video. I think that was a good video. Didn't get the attention I thought it would. The one, the, the to, Georgia and Florida play both were in that. We need to tweet it out. I'll tweet it out. Okay. Get you some more. Get you some. <laughs> get some views. Get some clout When's like it? we did with uh, Ross Kivett. We got him some clout. Yeah. Man's gonna get, we're gonna get him paid. Get him. Speaking of that, if y'all didn't listen to that interview, I, I like strongly encourage you to go do that. Yes. Great interview. It 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 it'll if you've kind of been like, man, what has been the difference? And I'm not saying like looking at Dave Serrano's staff. We never got to talk to him. Yeah. So I'm not gonna sit here and say they didn't bring energy and competitiveness and just heart to the per. I'm not gonna say they won't like or they didn't because I don't know. But it's easy to see if you're like, man, what's it been? What are they doing right over there? It's it's that stuff. The energy and just the passion for just the game of baseball that Ross Ross Kivett had is evident. Yeah. And Kids are going to feed off your energy. Like, the, the guys in that program are going to feed off the energy. We know Tony Vitello has the same stuff. We know Chad Zerker loves the game of baseball and loves the University of Tennessee. We know him personally and talk to him. Like, they, the guys we've talked to from that program have so much heart and passion for it. It's easy to see why they're successful. Yeah, and no, I, I think it trickles down. He, he mentioned you have the right captain of the ship. I'd go one above Tony Vitello, and, like, Philip Fulmer has been that guy. Yeah. I mean, he talks about the support that that um, – you know, the guys up there in that athletic program have for, yep. for baseball. And I think that is for every sport. You know they have it with basketball and football. But do they have it for those other sports that maybe yep. some people just don't pay attention to? And I think something to note about Phil Former that I think is kind of like, you know some of the, you know some of the stuff that they say publicly is just because they have to. Like they, even whether what, what they believe may be twisted a little bit for the media because you can't say something. But he is real about some things. Like when they ask him about the indoor track facility that Tennessee wants and is going to eventually build, he's like, that is something that's on our priority list. But the first thing on our priority list is getting football fixed because that's how we pay for that stuff. So that's our first priority. And, yep. and then we'll get to that. So like he is he is very real about the necessary steps it takes to build an athletic department. I thought it was cool that he mentioned that Philip Warmer played baseball. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I guess he's from Franklin, Tennessee, right? I don't know what high school he went to, though. Yeah, was he like... I should know that. Winchester? Winchester, Tennessee, I think is right. I think that's where he's from. Because I think he's from Did where he Monte to... Taylor's from. Gotcha. Did what, is it the same high school or just same area? I think same area. Because Monte went to Coffee County. I don't know exactly where. I told you, I'm not familiar with those... <laughs> those, uh... All those, uh, SE, or Middle Tennessee towns. Yeah. Let's see. He is from, Philip Former is from Winchester, Tennessee. Okay. Franklin County High School. That's where I got Franklin from. Okay. So I don't think it's Franklin County anymore. I think it's just Franklin. Well, I, I think it's just Franklin. Okay. Franklin well, I think, so Franklin is south of Nashville. I don't think that's the same, it's not the same Franklin. Winchester is south of Nashville, but I think it's southeast of Nashville. Okay. I believe. Okay. So I don't you, think it's the same Franklin. Gotcha. Yeah. Jeff Hall went to Franklin County High School. Oh. Yeah. It's interesting. 
I guess. I mean, I think it is. <laughs> geography. Maybe we not. Love geography. <laughs> we love, we love. <laughs> Big geography guys. In there. Um, apparently, there's a Tennessee Curtis said there's an SEC rewind of the '98 Florida game on or on TV right now. There you go. We, well, a couple months if ago, we did our '98 uh, rewatch. We yeah. got to watch. We watched that whole entire season. Um, if you're ever feeling down, I encourage you to go do that. It's good football <laughs> and it's good Tennessee football. Exactly. So a lot nice. of lot of history and, and tradition in, in those videos. So that was that was definitely an uplifting thing when going on. One thing that Jim Cheney pointed out, and I thought this is a great quote. He was like, "Yeah, the the freshman receiver." He was talking about the freshman receivers, um, and he was like. Yeah, sometimes they they might not know like which way to run, but they run fast. Love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, I if think you're gonna make mistakes, that, do it that's 100, another strength. I 100%. think it's just size and, and speed. Yeah, I don't think we've, especially wide receiver, we haven't had that kind of speed in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then size, our O line and D line, we finally gotten to the point where we can compete with the SEC. Yeah, in the trenches, right, we we have the guys that. Um, are 300 plus pounds. Right. We have 28 guys on the roster currently right now that are over 300 pounds. 20, 300 or above. 28? 28. Perfect. That's a lot. That is. That's a lot of guys. <laughs> I love it. That's, uh, I mean. Because I don't know how much when Jeremy Pruitt started. But I think I, it was like seven. Yeah. It was not very many. Yeah. I don't think it was double digits. Yeah. I can't remember. It's, uh, We've talked about the difference this program's led to. And, man, I hope it keeps trending that way. I, I hope some of the necessary changes because it's not quite there yet. There are some things to still get fixed. Um, but I like the way it's trending. I know this is going to be a pivotal year in, in, in what happens with Jeremy Pruitt's time at Tennessee. The good news is I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. Um, you know, I, if it's a really good year, I don't think it's the last you'll see of Tennessee. If it's not a great year, I, I, I'm pretty confident that I think Jeremy Pruitt has the right mindset for this program. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, he's good at selling, like, what he's wanting to accomplish at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And that's that's huge. Like, after last year, that was it's got to be tough to recruit after you lose to Georgia State. Yeah. But the fact that you get a top ten class in here, I think, you know, he's, he's doing a great job of um, not only, like, selling your program, but also, like, keeping everybody else invested that's already yeah. within the program. I mean, it starts with buying in, and it seems the, the players and staff have bought into to what he's selling. Mm-hmm. That's good. And we'll think, see if it I continues. I think yesterday was that, – that's. I, I did want to mention that. I'm thing. glad you said yeah. that. Um, Tennessee did the – Tennessee led it. Tennessee football athletics uh, player-led um, uh, protest. march uh, on my campus? I don't even know that a protest would be the right word to say because it's not like they were out actively um, – doing it like against any specific thing just a, an awareness campaign and act an activist campaign um for for equality for black lives matter not the organization and whether they individually support the organization or not that's up to them um the school doesn't so don't be concerned with that and um but they did you know we're marching for uh, social injustices and the it, it's i don't think jeremy pruitt has to support him to prove he cares about his kids but the fact that he supports them um, and whatever they do, I think is is a big uh, is a big reason why the the program is is heading in the right direction. Like I said, I don't think it's the end all be all. Like I don't th- I think he could have not gone and still been a good football coach. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that he's going, I think you're gonna. It's a reason these kids are gonna play hard for him. Um, and I don't think that's why. I mean, 
sure that's not why he does it because you could there's a million other ways you could do it and and I don't think players I don't think every player is going to play hard for Tennessee or for Jeremy Pruitt because of that like there's still going to be some guys that you know transfer don't come here leave and Jeremy Pruitt did that so I don't think that's the reason why I'd be mm-hmm. shocked to find out that because players can see people can see right through that stuff yeah uh, and when I like hear people like talk about the different coaches on campus, like every, usually the first couple of things that come out of their mouth is usually genuine. Right. Um, I've heard it with Jeremy Pruitt, Ross Kivett said, you know, Tony Vitello is like that. They're mm-hmm. going to tell you exactly how it is and they're not going to go back on that. Right. Whereas like with Butch Jones, like there's some of the stuff he said, you're like, that's bullshit. Right. <laughs> so you knew it. Sometimes. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's, that's huge. And the fact that Jeremy Pruitt was just like, yeah, we're not gonna have practice Friday. We're gonna I'm gonna support you guys and let you guys do that. Well, Saturday and then Saturday they changed their practice schedule to accommodate the event. Yeah, that I believe it was put on by the athletes. Maybe it was put on by someone else and the athletes joined in, but I think it was the athletes because it was through campus. Mm-hmm. It started at the Torch Bear. Um, that that was it was a, I think it was a good day for for the University of Tennessee. Yeah, and I I saw a picture of Trey Smith leading like the whole crowd. Yeah. Um, we, and t- I, I think he's done a great job of just being a, a great ambassador of Tennessee. I, I was about to say, the uh, Peyton Manning used to be that guy. I think in the future it's going to be Trey Smith. Yeah. There's not been really anyone since Peyton Manning that's kind of been the – when you see him, you think of the University of Tennessee um, because, you know, that's who they've represented their whole – like when you, anytime Peyton gets interviewed, it seems like something about the university gets brought up. I think up. Josh Dobbs did a good job of that. Yeah, Josh Dobbs did, but – Unfortunately, just his time in the league hasn't panned out to where he's had that kind of notoriety of it. Right, exposure he, that, like, people know he went to Tennessee. Right, and, and in some ways he has because he's still talked about all the, you know, not not as much as he would be if he was a starting quarterback for the NFL. Mm-hmm. But a great uh, ambassador. But a great ambassador. Yeah. But I think I think Trey Smith, because there's not been anyone take Peyton's kind of place since it's happened. And I'm not saying no, someone needs to. Peyton's done a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Trey Smith could be that guy because he's going to be – Unless I, I pray this doesn't happen, but hope, you know, unless something happens with his health, he'll be on. He'll be a starter in the NFL next year. Yeah, absolutely. He'll have a, he'll have a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. So, and then he uh, he's obviously a, a, a vocal guy in the locker room and, and off the field too. So, yeah, for him to like, I feel like he's already to that point, and he's not even played his senior season yet. Yep. He's already to the point where like Grant was, Admiral was, mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs, um, Grant Williams is a guy that could end up being a, a big ambassador. Yeah. Yeah, he's he played today. Yeah, they uh, they beat the Raptors in the I, first I, first game of. I believe since two. being in the bubble, he's the most efficient rookie. I believe. Yeah, yeah, he was. That's which you know those efficiency are kind of those pro football focused stats. So right, you don't put too much weight into them. But but yeah, Trey Smith has a an opportunity to to take it even even further to that like you said that Peyton Manning level just because mm-hmm. he's gonna be a starter yeah. on Sundays. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's, uh, that's, that's all we got for football. Well, Tennessee football. Yeah, I'm excited for football. College football's back. It's back. The official. Official. Officially. Officially. Austin P. and Central Arkansas getting it kicked off in Alabama. Central Arkansas is going to Alabama again this week. Thursday. Going to play UAB. Getting, I mean, UAB had a decent team last year. They had, Two years ago, they had a pretty good team. Curious to see kind of where that season goes. Uh Going for this year. Yeah, wasn't the Maryville quarterback there? Yes. Um, Dylan. 
something. Dylan. Yes. Is it first name or last name though? Because I kind of I think that's his first name. First name. Man, I can't remember. He was on the roster last year though. Like. Yeah, he played. I he, like, yeah, I think he was. Because I think the quarterback got hurt. Or Hopkins. Dylan Hopkins. That's it. It's like Hopkins sounds right. Okay, so Dylan Hopkins is. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be the starter this year. I don't. I don't I'm not sure. Um. So what kind of schedule do you know? What kind of schedule like the non-power fives are playing? Because I know the ACC is still playing non one non-conference opponent. Yeah, the Big so, Twelve is playing one or two. One. Yeah, I think that I think that, that both of them are playing one. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's up to their conference kind of what they're doing. Um, but then like you have Central Arkansas who like is just like trying to pick up opponents. Oh, are they? Are they a? Like a non-conference affiliated, they're FCS, right? Yeah, they're FCS. Yeah. So are they like not in a conference? I think they are, but they're still trying to play more games. Well, I mean, you got to get paid. Like they're gonna they're gonna make money from the UAB game because UAB's like they play uh, EKU twice. Interesting. On their schedule, they played North Dakota State. I think North Dakota State only has like two games scheduled. Or no, they have one right now, Central Arkansas. I think they're trying to talk with somebody else to try to play. What in the world? That's so weird. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't really know how it's working out with everybody else. The FCS I guess is probably I mean, I guess a lot of FCS programs are having to not play, so that's probably hurting Central Arkansas because they typically get funded by these FBS schools paying them to come play. Yeah. And then some of the lower FBS schools, that's how they make money is the power five. So I think Central Arkansas took a different approach instead of just like canceling it. They're like, "Hey, let's go play some guys and get some TV money real quick." <laughs> Maybe it too. Cash that in. Exactly. Uh, other games this week, so that's a Thursday game. Central Arkansas and UAB. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Alabama and Southern Mississippi are Thursday. Thursday games that got canceled or postponed. Jacksonville State and Florida International. Jacksonville State's an FCS program, and then Rice and Houston. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Because um, I think they were, like, slate. I think they had, like, scheduled after all the conferences. I think they had scheduled, and then I'm not sure why they postponed. Uh, then Saturday, you got several FBS programs playing. Eastern Kentucky, and which I think they're FCS, and Marshall. Middle Tennessee and Army are playing. Uh, SMU and Texas State. Houston Baptist in North Texas. Arkansas State and Memphis. And then Monday, BYU and Navy. Yeah, I think that's the kind of the first... Then that's like big, the official game of college football. game, I guess. That should be a pretty good game. Yeah. I think the Memphis-Arkansas State would be I was about to say, Memphis-Arkansas State might be pretty good. MTSU, Memphis should, MTSU Memphis should and be Army well. should probably be a decent game. Depending on – I feel like MTSU is so kind of up and down. Yeah. But So depending on where they're at, it should be yeah. a pretty good game. And then uh, next Saturday, Marshall and East Carolina play. Or sorry, the 29th. And uh, Chase Hayden. Oh, yeah, he's at East Carolina now. Yeah. Forgot about that. So he'll be playing. Yeah. Nice. So that's, uh, I guess, week one. And then Dude, his brother, Dallin, is pretty incredible. Yeah. He is a good, he is a good player. And then week two, it starts in like the first, the second week of September. Yeah, that's when the ACC so starts, a, right? There's, yeah, there's, so there's a gap there. Mm-hmm. Pretty good little gap. Uh, but the ACC, yeah, they, they start that week. Um, and then Missouri State and Oklahoma are still playing. So you got that week pushed back and just hanging on. That's their, I guess, their non conference game. Yeah. And uh, Duke and Notre Dame. Is that going to be a good game? First week from the SEC? I doubt it. Oh, they so, got Hunter Johnson, don't they? Duke Duke should be decent this year. 
And then, I mean, I just, you never know with Notre Dame. They, Notre Dame does usually start off hot, though. I so. think Duke has Hunter Johnson at quarterback. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's at, he's at Northwestern. Chase Bryce. Chase Bryce. That's, yes. I think it's the starter. Clemson. He was a Clemson transfer, right? Yes. And I th- yeah, Hunter Johnson was too. That's where I was getting that confused. And Chris Rumpf, his son, yeah. Chris Rumpf II, is, he's a big time NFL prospect at Duke. I, I think Duke should be pretty good this year. I, I don't know. I mean, Notre Dame's ranked 10th right now. They usually they usually start off pretty good. Depend, I mean, depends on their schedule. They usually start off pretty good. It's usually the end of the year they start falling apart. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I'm kind of curious to see them play a full, which they already play a full power five schedule. Dude, I'm going to watch so much but, football, though. After just like yeah, it being a question, it. and yeah, I need to work it where I don't do anything on Saturdays. Like just so I can just watch football. Just come over here and watch football. It's fine here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Yeah, just... Buffalo chicken dip on on tap. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean that's up to the boss, but yes. Yes, but <laughs> we'll see. Yes, but uh, it's officially unofficial. Exactly. <laughs> um, or. I just need to be able to take my TV, a TV, on the golf course with me. Some golf courses are getting TVs on the cart. Oh, that's where it's fancy. At. Yeah, that's where it's at. And they like you. They have like the ESPN app where you can watch the game on the screen. That's pretty yeah. legit. I think I watched a World Cup game a couple years ago on the golf course. It's pretty pretty pleased. Those are the, those are the golf courses you want to be at. A little pretty penny to play. I mean, like normal. The ones that I played that have the TVs. Normal, like a normal Does price. Sevierville have the TVs? Sevierville doesn't have TVs. No, they do have chargers in the car, though, so I can... Charge your phone just to watch them. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the Catholic game on the golf course yesterday. It, it got away, so I was like, I'm not going to pay attention anymore. Yeah. When they started getting away from them. Let's talk about that. <clears throat> Unless you got anything else for college football. Uh, You you want to get to recruiting real quick? Yes, and then we'll, I did we'll skip kinda... recruiting. I apologize. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, recruiting. So, you got some guys set to make their decision this week that Tennessee um, is kind of in those final couple of schools with. So, you have three-star 2022 tight end Bennett Christian um, will make his decision on Tuesday. Um, and it's between Ohio State, Tennessee. I think he, he went and visited Ohio State, and then he visit, visited Tennessee last week. So how's that working right now? With it's they just kind of go and self. Basically, they'll like FaceTime or, or Zoom or whatever, and a coach will tell them to go like this place. Interesting. And then they'll tell them to go this place, and they'll talk. I guess with different coaches. That's kind of how they're doing their virtual. Interesting tours. Yeah. So hmm. hey, getting creative, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> guess that's all you can do. Uh, but he is a legacy player. Um, so I don't know. We'll so, see. Yeah, I think he's he's gotten some. Um, is that who Tennessee got a crystal ball for today? No. So that he's gotten some crystal balls for Ohio State. Gotcha. Um, but he's twenty twenty two. So if yeah, it's a little ways away. Yeah. Mind isn't necessarily made up. To, right. Or Tuesday. Right. Um. Yeah. It's not going to be over with. So William Griffin Parker, the three star offensive lineman, out of Pearl Cone will make his decision on the 4th. So, what would that be? Friday? Is that right? 4th is Friday, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he'll, he'll make his decision Friday. It looks like it's Tennessee-Alabama battle. Um, maybe a old 51, Elijah Simmons can... Uh, that, I was like, who's from Pearl Cone on the team right now? Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah, go get a... Uh, junkyard dog. 
you get your former teammate. Um, and then we're trending with we got a crystal ball for Jamarian Gooch out of Kings there Academy. Kings um, Academy. Yeah. He's what a, about him this year? They're pretty good. Apparently. Be some, they only have like 30 roster players. That's crazy. And they beat, which I know Seymour's not great, but Gallenberg Pittman's supposed to be pretty solid this year for their that's class. Hmm. Yeah, and then they, they beat Seymour. Like, they've beaten some – they're a lot bigger schools than what they are. Yes. So, Correct. yeah, that's that's been huge. So, yeah, he's a Auburn commit right now. So, uh, you know, just beating Auburn and recruiting, nothing new. <laughs> and then um, – Hopefully let's beat him on the field too. I know we got him in 18, but – right. I think Tennessee just needed offensive linemen in this class. They only yeah. have one with Colby Smith. Um, so they wanted to add some kind of bigger bodies. I think last class they just kind of got guards and centers with Cooper right. um, R.J. Perry, um, James Robinson, Javante Spragans yeah. were, were kind of inside. You definitely shouldn't take a year off from linemen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you can lighten up the load. You didn't have to go line heavy this year right. with, with who you had on the roster. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Yep, so they're, they're still going to swing with um, guys like Amarius Mims, Nylon Green, Smell Munden, Tyrion Ingram, Dawkins. Um, but I, I think they, they'll weed out what they need to if, you know, those guys right. wanted to to get on board. Yeah. So we got one more spot available, so who's going to get it? Next or who's going to get out? <laughs> that too. Open up some spots. Yeah. That's going to be the interesting thing thing to see what happens between now and December December and February. Yeah. What are those who has the committable offers? Be interesting. And like I don't know. Like a lot of people are gonna wait, but people are like go ahead and getting it out of the way because they want to claim their spot. Right. See so if like a, a three star borderline four star that like doesn't have a spot in some of those places. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Tennessee's filled up. I like it for the most part. I like uh, I like I like turning people away. I like the thought of Tennessee turning people away. Yeah, you can be selective. Exactly. I like the thought of that. Let's get back to those days. Yeah. Okay. Now, call, or uh, high school football. High school. Football. I got excited. I got ahead of myself. Um, Some big games. Yeah. I mentioned. I want to mention Kings Academy because I think everybody was a little shocked that they beat Seymour. I know. Again, I know Seymour's not. Seymour's down from what they used to be a couple years ago. Probably ten years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the fact that Kings Academy's whooping up on some of these bigger schools, and then Gatlinburg Pittman's supposed to be good. I mm-hmm. think everybody was shocked to see that score. And then um, they played Thursday night. I think they moved their game as well. And everyone was kind of expecting Pittman to come back, and it Kings Academy just ran away with it. Just never did. No. Yeah, they got some pretty good athletes. I mean, you have Jamarian Gooch, who's a difference maker. He's like six seven, three hundred pounds. So he, he's a big guy to. You know, play against Gatlinburg Pittman. That's a but they've got some good athletes too. Yeah, they do. I mean, they they used to play. I think like seven on seven football a couple nine on nine football a couple years ago, and then they've gone to eleven on eleven. And I I don't I don't know how many games they've really won, but they've gotten a lot of talent in there since. Yeah, not looking back. Nope. All right, so we said we were going to show our favorite high school football plays. I do uh, want to mention some uh, games before yeah, you yeah, do, do that. Um, so, Alcoa, 55 nothing over Austin, over Austin East. East. That yeah, Austin East didn't look terrible against Webb. Austin East didn't look terrible until, like, the second half. 
Alcoa has that running game that'll just wear you down too. Oh, their defense is insane. And I their defense think is nasty. They had they gave up negative seventeen yards. That defense last year was nasty, and I think there were a lot of sophomores. Yeah, yeah, they're. I think they have. I think the first game they gave up like twenty five yards, and then this one they played Blackman too. Is negative seventeen. So I mean, they're that's demoralizing. Yeah, like how do you? <laughs> <laughs> they had a – I need to throw that highlight in there, I guess, real quick. They had a nice uh, nice play on a bubble screen. Wouldn't you yep. know it? <laughs> Wouldn't you freaking know it? Don't do it. See if I can, see if I can get that one pulled up for us. Yeah, that's uh, – I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked here. I can – it won't be the same. And uh, Dobbins, Bennett, and Oak Ridge played on Saturday. That was that was a big little, – little shocker. What was the final? It was 19-3. to three. So did Dobbins Bennett end up winning? Yeah, Dobbins Bennett won. Dude, Elizabethan. I want to see Elizabethan play on TV. They they were a state. They won the state championship last year, right? Do I remember that correctly? Maybe. I mean, they look. Yeah. They're putting up a ton of points. Is there anybody there? Is there any? They got any Jason Wittens up there that they can just? Well, Sean Witten, his brother's the head coach. Oh, so that's so they do. I'd, I'd, <laughs> they I'd, say, do that, I'd say that helps you a little bit. Yeah. It do, it certainly doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me. Uh, so I'll pull up here. Here's the uh, play from Alcoa and Austin East. Um, just a great. First off, he didn't try to hit him as hard as he could. He's wrap. I guess he didn't technically wrap up, but he he got his shoulder through. He got his head across. Drove his hips. It's a it's a great football play. Yeah, it's a great football play. Love it. Love it. Form tackling. Yeah, we'll Love go that with the third play of the number three of the week. I guess. That's amazing. So seven, they gave up seventeen total yards on the game. Negative seventeen. Ne- yeah, negative seventeen. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, like just imagine being a quarterback. You're like, no matter what I do, I'm gonna lose yards on this play. So what's the point of even snapping it? Let's start kneeling. Yeah. <laughs> How you guys like my new offense? Um, some other. There were some other ones. Uh, Central and Fulton played. It was twenty-one to nine. That was a pretty decent game. It was in Central. I mean, you had the Liam and Caleb Fortner coming up big. Shocker! If yeah. they win a state championship this year, it's and, pretty and, much gonna be and Liam's boys. Yeah, Liam and Caleb both. Yeah. Liam had a really nice touchdown. Yeah. yeah, they're they're both. West uh, West won big over Ferry. I think West looks like they might be stout this 30 year. Thirty to seven. I think everybody expected them to be pretty good, but Farragut's not bad. Right. They yeah. play. They beat Bradley Central. Yep. And Bradley Central is supposed to be pretty good this year. They did lose Trey Curry. They did lose Trey Curry, but I mean they still have a uh, Burt. Yeah, the quarterback. So. Um, and then Grace beat South Bull. Yep. Kind of hurt us a little bit. A little stinger. Uh, we don't like being shut out. So we we take it personal. But dude, that's <laughs> I mean that's huge for a program like Grace. Yeah. Who's, I think they when they first like made Grace, I think they thought it would be as big as like CAK and. It's just like it's been a smaller program. Well, I mean, and when McCamey was there, they had some really good years. Yeah, yeah. But they they haven't really had since then many great years. They've had some good players, but but I, I was shocked when the coach over there told me that not one player on their team plays both sides. That's impressive. I mean, that's a, that is impressive because like South Bull doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they're five eight and they they can't do that. Yeah, like there's a lot of five eight schools that have Ironman guys. Yeah. Yeah, so uh and they're not only playing both ways, they're playing special teams too. And we talked about how good Webb was against AE. They got whooped by Macaulay a week ago and Macaulay came in there 55 to nothing. And that that, that makes this week 
week three to look for Catholic and Macaulay, Macaulay travels to Catholic. Mm, that'd be fun. Yeah. I don't know if it's on TV. It definitely might. It'll be on the radio. And then um, Pal and Anderson County. Pal and Anderson well, was a great game. We've got a uh, is is Pal? Are they just going to be that team that? Um, Kind of like Tennessee was a couple years ago. We can't just shut anybody out, so we, we got to make everything interesting. I guess, win. yeah, I guess. I the Anderson County had its opportunities too, yeah. even at the end. Um, but man, Powell just that quarterback making plays, dude, and they're loaded with sophomores. Yeah, the dude, uh, and, ju- and juniors like they don't have hardly any seniors besides um, their running back. The game-winning touchdown that you'll see in a minute is, uh, I believe, it's fourth. And, it's either third or fourth and goal. It's fourth and goal from like the. 25 yeah something like that yeah we'll see in a second yeah great play uh i mean they're i think two weeks in a row they could win a state championship this year but if they don't they got plenty of years yeah to to do it if if, if they don't this year i'll be pretty sh- pretty shocked There's because your, uh, 5a phone throw exactly we're ready to go now <laughs> so, so just started folks welcome <laughs> in um if they don't win this year i'll be pretty shocked because i think most of the talent is most of the better better teams in five A are on this side of of, of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at who they've got to go through, and they they look every bit as good, if not better, than all those top teams in five A. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's going to be a a, sh- a showdown for five A. You got Oak Ridge, who's good. Yeah, Pal, South Bulls, good. They'll they'll be in the conversation. Um, Central, Central. Who, who else? I feel like there's another one. I, I feel like you have to just because they improved quite a bit from week one. Gibbs. You have to throw Gibbs in that. Yeah. Gibbs yeah, can – here's the thing about Gibbs. They may not win a state championship, but they're going to probably upset somebody. Yeah, like you, you can point out some of these classes. Like who's – like Alcoa, you can just go ahead and, and <laughs> three get their rings fitted yeah. because they're going to win a state title. Um, they've probably already done that. Yeah. They've they picked probably their already, rings Yeah, probably already have. Um. But 5A, it's kind of – it's not wide open, but it, it's like you've got there, – there's no clear-cut winner. Several teams have the opportunity to win. Yeah. And I think I think even some of the teams we named – That's the way it's been for yeah. a couple of years now, too. Right. I think some of the teams we even named um, maybe have the ability to get to a state championship. Do they have the ability to win? I don't know about. But they have the ability to get there because they have the ability to upset teams. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And once you get there, you just got to win the next game. Um, 4A – you mentioned Elizabeth and could be interesting because you expect Greenville to be up there. Who got upset this week? I can't remember by who. The, the Greenville got upset this week. Um, yeah, who did they lose to? Not sure off the top of my head. Uh, and then you have, um, man, uh, hopefully, Fulton improves. They look like they've improved from week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anderson County's 4A. Yeah. So that's going to be a good good class Anderson least, County's in good. East Tennessee. Anderson County looks really good. I think they got some things to figure out defensively, um, but they look pretty solid. Is uh, Campbell County, are they 5A? Are they 4A? They're, f- four, they're four, 4 or 5. What's Carter? Carter is 4. 4A? I believe. They they beat Campbell County. Carter, uh, they I thought they won week one. They lost week one. They bounced back. Well, who did they lose to week one? I thought they won, so I'm not sure. Was it Gibbs? No, Gibbs played Halls. Oh, that's right. And lost. I think Halls, I don't think there's some big expectations on Halls. So, yeah. Send in your favorite highlights. So, obviously, we're talking about it. We, we pay attention. At least, you know, we pick I do want to mention this. Heritage mostly. got their first win week one. They lost this week uh, to Sevier County 21-14. But last week, they snapped their losing streak. 25-game losing streak. Snapped. Who they, who they beat? 
don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. How did you ask? The Dirty 30, baby. Good for them. Dirty 30, yeah. So they haven't won a game since like September of 2017. Shoot, that's a long time. That is a long time. Hey, you snapped it. You did. Okay, who are you? We're asking about Carter. Let me look him up because, like I said, we do like high school football a lot. I know we don't, like, obviously we don't remember who plays everybody. It's yeah. hard to keep up with. I mean, we're. Yeah, there's a lot of teams. There's, uh, what is it, 14 teams in Knox County alone? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we've done pretty good with knowing who most of They played Ray County week one, which is – Ray County's good. They beat Jeff County this week. I think they I think they put a oh, – Car- Carter, Carter beat Ray County. No, no, they lost to Ray County week one. Oh, okay. But I don't think it was, it was a bad close. loss. Yeah. yeah and Ray County's a pretty good team. I think they uh, – I think they – They used to compete for 5A. Yeah, they played the year West one. West barely beat them in the semifinals. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ray County's pretty good. They beat Jeff County this week. Um, yeah, you're right. Carter did beat Campbell County. Who was the other team that we didn't know who they played? Heritage. Heritage. I don't know if they I, I don't know if I see them active on Twitter much. Uh at least their football program. Um who's the there's someone else though before that. Heritage plays Bradley Central this week. So that'll be that'll be an interesting one. Uh they do tweet a lot. I just don't see it. It was week one. I don't remember who it was. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to week one, sorry. Um they had a guy up for player of the week in yeah. week one. It was um, Lenore City. They got spanked. Spencer, the, Spencer Williams. Yeah, yeah. Lenore City got spanked in the Battle of the Bridge. It was like forty-one to nothing. Oh, by uh, Loudon. Yeah, which I think Loudon's supposed to be pretty good. Are they four A? I think they're four A. Yeah, I think. I don't they know. Are. I don't know I if they, they could. I don't know where they stand as far as competing for a, a chance to get out of the, the side of the bracket. But I think they're pretty solid. I'm trying to see who Heritage played. Uh, Lenore City, week one. Oh, okay. Lenore City. Okay. They play Lenore City, Sierra County, and then they play Bradley Central this week. Oh, they're 6A, aren't they? They are. That sucks. Yeah. That's tough for them. Tough for them and William Blunt. William Blunt played Maryville this week. I didn't realize they had that many kids. I guess they do. They, it's a big, all the schools are big. Maryville, Blunt County, and I think that Spencer Williams, um, actually know people in his family, and Heritage is a big baseball program, and I think he's, he's a good baseball player, too. Nice. Like those dual sport athletes. So does Tennessee. Yeah. Show me you can play more than just football. Yep. Are right, you want to do those? Did you already yeah. do the highlights? No, I showed the uh, AE one. Okay. Um, so this one is from the Catholic and Trinity Texas Trinity game. Um, say his name one more time. Shadir. 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 Sanders. Um, this is one of the only really good plays we could find. But he scrambles out of the pocket here. Um Dude, he just throws a really good ball. He gets away from several tackles, gets a first down. The kid's a baller. Dude, he was un- pocket. I mean, look at look at that. He was pressured, but there was no like frantic actions about him. No. He was just like, yeah, I'm gonna get away from that guy. He's a, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a pass. He's a good player. He had a really good play in the first quarter. Um, threw it out of his own end zone and threw a really nice pass downfield to a receiver. Um, they called PI on it. I didn't think it was anywhere close to PI. They called on the defense. I was like, why even? And why throw the flag? Yeah, they're not going to accept the penalty, right? Because in high school, it's not NFL. It's not spot foul. It's, it goes back to line of scrimmage, fifteen yards. Know know the game. Leave the flag in the pocket so if they want to play. Hurry up, they can. Yeah, that's why I was like, yes. I was like, great. All the entire country is getting a good look at how good TWSAA is. That we're officials. So this was Sanders' stat line for the game. He was 23 of 29, 365 yards, three touchdowns, and then two rushing touchdowns. 
It's ridiculous. I mean, you can't have a better game than that. No. Against a quality opponent like Catholic is. Right. And Catholic was without Tommy Winton. Um, he's a he's a guy that's got some SEC offers in the 2022 class. Um, he was, I think, with a hamstring. So I, I would like to see him, see him play. Um, yeah. I, don't, I still don't think they win, but I think it, it's a little bit more interesting. Uh, here, I actually found the uh, Anderson County interception. Let me pull that up on the screen here. Uh, it's a very, very impressive catch. Um, let's see if I can get it. Sorry. Struggling a little bit here. I thought I had it and didn't for a second, but I've got it for you all now. Um, There's a lot of good games so far. There I, are. I hope I hope high school season is able to finish it out. Yeah. Um, so this play though, Anderson County. Um, not sure his name. Their safety comes over and uh, Potts, Jordan Potts, yeah, Jordan Potts, the quarterback for Powell. He throws an impressive ball too. So this isn't some feathered ball in that's easy to adjust on. And then that receiver was. It would have been a touchdown if he doesn't make the catch. Uh, have you seen the play? I don't think so. It's it's a very impressive play that he's able to go up and, and get oh, a catch. Man. And if you see the uh, – I can't remember if they show it from Mahan. They did uh, on the coverage. Um, hmm. The safety's even beat a little bit. Yeah. And, and he's able to go make a great play on the ball. Um, dude, Anderson County's good. Like I said, their defense has a little bit of ways to go. Their offense couldn't get clicking uh, in the first quarter, but they figured it out in the second half. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see if we can find the Powell touchdown. I mean – You've seen this play, right? Oh, yeah. So, fourth and goal from the 20. Makes two, three, four people miss. Gets his feet set. I mean, that's... The kid's good. Russell Wilson-esque. The kid is sophomore, second start. Anderson County is not a bad team. Yeah, I realize his on the road. I realize your receivers help you out a lot, but... The kid is flat out good. Yep, and gr- and great catch by JJ Fast. Yeah. Good route. Uh, I mean, that's that's what you do when your quarterback's rolling out. You roll roll out with him. Um, I'm I'm sure that wasn't his first route. I'm sure it was just like yeah. something else. But he, you know, he saw his quarterback in trouble and he got he got open. Yeah, pot, pot or um. J.J. Fowles is a good player, too. Yeah. He Which he's not – I know he's not the kid getting all the Power 5 offers right now, um, but his his fair share will roll in. I'm yeah. Sure. He'll, he'll, he'll be a – I think he's not – I don't think he's quite as fast. Yeah, uh, he'll, he'll be a college football player for yeah. sure. Don't think he's quite got the speed that uh, wows you, but he'll yeah. – in due time. Be patient. Solid in due athlete. time. Yeah. Due time. Um, that's all I got for high school football. Send in your plays because I don't catch them all. I try to. I'm on Twitter on Friday night. Um, I get yelled at it for sometimes. Because I'm on it a lot, but I'm on Twitter Friday night, but I don't catch them all. Who's um, the rivalry Thursday game this week? Do you know? I'm not sure. I wish they were doing a Saturday one. I kind of like that. I think it's uh, and I think it's kind of cool for the area to get more than just a thir- one Thursday game and then a, you know fr- the normal Friday games. Right. I think it's been cool to have a Thursday and then obviously you have all your Friday games and then a Saturday game. They've done that two weeks in a row. I wish they'd keep that up. I'm. I realize it, you know, kind of makes a short week, but it gets kids on TV. It gets more people watching. Um, I think the I think the Saturday game's been cool. It's a Rockwood and Oliver Springs. Gotcha. Oliver Springs struggled this week against. Did they go to William Blunt this week? 
Yeah, that's yep. They did. So who did William? When did William? Did William Blount play Maribel week one? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's who. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. I knew they had played Maribel at some point. Then the next week it's Oak Ridge and Farragut. That'll be an that'll be a good game. And then Oak Ridge and West the week after. Oh wow! So oh dang, Oak Ridge filling up the slots. Yeah, I think Farragut's on it two weeks in a row too. They want the exposure. They want they want on TV. And with that short week, exactly. Skip well, on Friday. If you play it twice, it's not a short week. <laughs> Do you hear what I said? Yeah. I know a lot of like, I'm sure a lot of administration don't like Thursday games because you get that, but it is what it is. Did I? I mean, I think we played on Thursday night twice. I never got to skip Friday. Oh, I didn't either. I I don't know how I wasn't very productive. I'm oh, sure. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, I wasn't productive most days exactly. regardless. Exactly. Uh, I don't need to share all that. <laughs> How bad of a student I am was. It's past the statute of limitations, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't have anything else for high school football, though. That's that's, that's all, all I got. Is. But send them in. I want to see them. Yeah. Love high school football. I, I like that we're actually – we haven't really covered it much. No. Nah. Um, we need to talk about it more. Yeah, we need to do that. It's a bit. It's going to be easy the first month because there's no college football. To right. Develop, so it's going to be yeah. easy. Too when do we get into college football, we'll have to work to cover it. Yeah. Do you have uh, any most importance? I don't, I, or I don't any have, questions? I don't have any questions. Jumped, okay, I was going to say you jumped ahead of me there. Sorry. Don't, sorry, don't do sorry. that to me. <laughs> um, someone did say, this isn't a question, but I thought it's worth mentioning because it is, this is cool. We talked about the 98 season, how you can go and rewatch every game. Uh, Volman said, YouTube has so many 70s and 80s Tennessee football games. Love watching them again. Um, he said, I don't remember the first time seeing them. I mean, I wasn't alive then, so I don't, you know, it is cool. There are a lot of, there are a lot of games on. Um, I, I know I'm sure like the Alabamas, the Floridas, the um, those programs. I'm Texas have game like people probably upload their games, but not every like not every program is fortunate to have been games been televised so often for so long. Um, so it's cool that so many Tennessee games can be rewatched. Yeah, and a lot of those like they do like when they used to do the ESPN Classic. A lot of those are, are filmed. Right. Somebody does it probably legally. <laughs> It's there for you. So. <laughs> you just take advantage. Yeah. Right? You're yeah. not going to get in trouble. Right. Exactly. They can't arrest us all. Yeah. Can't arrest us all. Um, so, no questions. Most so important if, of the week. So, if we beat Florida, this question. In December 2020, right? Yeah. Okay. Does this 25,000 storm? Okay. Maybe not Florida. Alabama. What about Alabama? I think you have to. <laughs> you got to? I think you have to. Can't arrest us all. So, I know a lot of people have a take of like, they don't like storming because it's like admitting that you haven't beat them in a while or that you and, shouldn't have won or that you shouldn't have won. I love storming. I think it's stupid that Clemson does it every game yeah. because I think it should be dedicated to exciting games, but I don't think it should be dedicated to unexpected wins. I think it should be dedicated to exciting, like Tennessee, Alabama, anytime Tennessee's number one or Alabama's number one and they get upset, the field should be stormed because emotions are running high that should be the case. Anytime you beat a top 10 program, you like, I'm not saying you do it every time. I think it, as I, much as Tennessee's done it in the past 10 years, yeah, yeah you yeah. probably do it. That, that's yeah. So like until Tennessee is uh, a top staple yourself, a staple of the top 25. Cause I mean, how often have we been in the top 25? It's true. Until yeah. you're a staple of the top 25. If you beat a top 10 opponent, yeah, you should storm. Yeah. And Alabama will be, yeah, you should put the 25,000 on the field. I think, especially bat, storming in basketball is the coolest thing ever. I love not being able to see the court at all. It's the greatest thing ever. And you take that away because of safety. 
Screw safety. Screw safety. Right? Dedicate. <laughs> you have so many police officers. Dedicate them to a player. Get the hell, get them the hell off the court. Yeah. And let the fans go, man. Let them go. Yeah, I don't. I've never done it at Tennessee, and that's sad. But it would be a lot of fun to do so. Yeah, I I think Tennessee should have um, a fund set up for the two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine for storming the court. I'm just Hill. saying if if you give. If you kind of let the fans know that they're like, if we beat this team, we're gonna storm. Like they have the option to storm. I think you see a lot more donations. <laughs> <laughs> Can you dedicate this to us storming? Uh-huh. I I just I think there's not a lot of there's not a lot of opportunities to storm the court or like storm the field if you're not Clemson. Which, again, I, I do hate that tradition. I think that's a dumb tradition to have. Everybody run on the field. No. But, yeah, just storming a court, storming the field. Yeah, that's a cool thing. It's yeah. a cool thing to take away. Kind of like the checker. So, you say yes. 25,000 storms yeah, we beat for Al- For Alabama. Florida, you beat them in 2016. Unless, like, now, if it, like if Tennessee won them, like, a Hail Mary, and we're talking the winner goes to Atlanta, or the, the winner goes to the playoff. Playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> like, Alabama. They, did they storm in 13 when Auburn, the kick six? I think so. You storm that every time. Every day of the week. No questions asked. The security guards should have been like, go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, just wave them through yeah. like they're going home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you should have been arrested if you weren't on the field. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. I mean, you should just, be thrown in the paddy wagon. Exactly. I, I just think it create. So I think the... I'm not saying – so I think this is – a lot of people are like, sports don't need fans. For sports to be the kind of passion and, like, the the what makes college football so special, one of the factors, not the only factor, not the defining factor, but one of the factors that makes college football so special is the fans. Yeah. It is. And, and I think it's, like – Professional baseball, like they're they're not having fans right now. But I I feel like the more you don't, the less like yeah, it's not gonna get yeah, less people tune into it. Yeah, it will. But the thing that saves sports happen, like the thing that if it was a like you said, if it was a continuous thing, yeah, no, like it would not be. The good thing is, it's just a year that you got to like weather this. So those fans are gonna tune in tune in on TV, right? But yeah, if it was a thing where if nobody went to the games ever, it wouldn't be a thing. No. Because look at high school football in, like, Texas or in small towns where the talent's probably not as good. But the atmosphere is incredible because fans care. Yeah. And fans the, are an important... town shuts down. Fans are an important part of sports. I'm not... Again, I'm not saying they're the only part that matters because they're far from the only part that matters. But it is a big part. You don't sell many, um, many pictures of Neyland Stadium if it's empty. Correct. <laughs> you just Correct. Go, I would buy it. It's uh, it. I think there is a there should be a level of respect from like from athlete to fan in terms of like we know you bring us entertainment, we know your job's hard, we know you should get paid, <laughs> or like in the NFL we're like um, sign this dude because we want to be good, mm-hmm. pay him a lot of money, um, and there should be a level of respect from the athlete in terms of like, and I'm not talking about the asshole fans that are like. I pay your salary. You should win football games. I'm not yeah. talking about those. But there should be a level. <laughs> there should be a, there should be a level of respect where it's like my job wouldn't be as cool if it wasn't for like the 
major, like the group of you all. Obviously, like no athlete should be out here like Landon Raby. Thank you so much. You're, it's an honor to be cheered on by you. That'd be I'm nice. Not, I would have. It would be cool. <laughs> I'm not saying that that is how it should be, but there should be like a level of respect between like the 102,000 at the at the game and the athletes on the field. Mm-hmm. Because it, I'm not trying to like be like how fans are the best or more important, but there's a reason people go to games in Neyland. That's yeah. on people's bucket list. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like what you said with the, the fans and the athlete because there's a lot of, like, fans out there saying, oh, yeah, we need the, the like, athletic department needs us. Yeah. Yeah, they, yes. they do. To play, no. No. For it, it to be as big as it is, yes. But, I mean, yes. But, the, the and that's the separation. It shouldn't be like a, you need me to operate. It should just be like, we know what makes this special is yeah, our, we need each our, other. our relationship. Yeah, we need each other. Like it wouldn't your it wouldn't be as special without me or without us. Me is not the right word. It's a major. It's a group of people that make it special, and it wouldn't be as special without you all either. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a, and you guys are the most important part of it because if you don't win, it's not special. Right. And like if if Tennessee fans weren't the way they are, if you lose to Georgia State, like yeah. I'm sure that's a huge recruiting pitch to people. Like yeah, we we fit 102. 455 people. Yeah. Dude, it's it's just, it's so cool to be a Tennessee fan in terms of you've you've seen, and I don't know, people like Fairweather fans, they boo and they leave, but the majority of Tennessee fans that sit in the stadium are just, they don't want it but the best for Tennessee, the majority. Like they, right. and they'll cheer through the worst because like they believe the best will come. And also, what we've seen on the field the last 15 years, I feel like most Tennessee fans get the right to boo. <laughs> Which I, I hate it. I I think the only times I booed, I was booing a coach. Like when we kneel with 40 seconds left in the half. Are you not taking advantage of every opportunity you can to go score? Especially on teams that like you should score on. Like if it's Alabama and their defense has scored three touchdowns on you and you get a chance to go to the half, Todd, yeah, kneel the ball and get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're playing App State – it's a tie ball game, and you get a you get an extra possession, and you're kicking off in the second half. Go down the field and score, you jackass. Yeah, get in field goal <laughs> range. And I did boo in those situations because I was like, "You're an idiot." Now, if you're on the thirty and there's two seconds left, yeah, you probably yeah. kneel. But if if there's forty five seconds left, if you get a chance you to play a possession, outs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are. But no, I, it's I don't even know how. Oh, we got on this topic about storming. It's just. I think so many people are just so selfish and stupid. They're like, oh, they need me to play football. And then there's some athletes that are like, you need me to go to a game. Like, And it's like, I mean, I don't need you specifically. Yeah. I need what you all, what athletes bring. But, yeah, I just, I think, I don't know. I guess some people, like, forget that it's a group effort of what kind of goes on in the world. And this is, like, the 0.01% yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of Tennessee. I mean, that most athletes, most fans have a great relationship. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that's that's what makes sports so great is the atmosphere. Exactly. And that includes athletes and fans. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many football programs in the country that operate, but the, the, the game day atmosphere, the games, the history is just never going to be as special as places like in the SEC or like – Look at what UCF has done over the years in a short amount of time where their stadium is fun. It is a good atmosphere. I think it's the bounce house. 
But, I mean, it's a bounce house because they get that freaking stadium rocking. Even Clemson, like, yeah, they might have been open for a long time, but, like, they're not a historic program. No, they're, most of their history has been built over the last ten yeah. years. Yeah, and it's it's one of the best stadiums to go to, apparently. But It storm. has always been a good stadium, <clears throat> yeah. to be fair. Now, that dude, the Howard's Rock mm-hmm. walk-in is the – they have two of the dumbest traditions I've ever heard of. And I don't hate the idea of, like, rubbing our Rock, <coughs> but their locker room's on the other side of the stadium, so they have to get in buses and drive around to walk down the, the hill. Yeah, that's weird. Put a locker room on the right side of the field, you morons. How hard is it? And it's like, is it special to ride a bus before a game? Everyone rides a bus before a game. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're, the away team rides a bus <laughs> – a while. Yeah, it's it. And they like get in it in full pads. It's like going to like a middle school game or something. Like <laughs> you have to wear your pads over, on the bus. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah, I I understand me as a fan. I'm not a special person, but I do understand that fans as a whole, as a group, mm-hmm. this picture is a great example of like fans did that and that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And obviously it had no bearing on the game. Zero bearing on the game. But that is so many people like will remember will remember that scene that were there for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I think would you mention we lost the, that game. <laughs> we did. That was Oklahoma. Um, I like what you mentioned with the game day experience because that's part of it too. Is just like not just the game itself, but before the game, like so many people that have no intentions of even going to the game. Yep. Go get their hours before, pay to park, pay for food and all that stuff just to basically celebrate what's about to happen. That they don't yeah. even know the outcome of. Or get so drunk that you don't remember what happened exactly. because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to remember. Right. Exactly. I've never done that. but yeah, it's uh, You sound like you're speaking from experience. I, I don't. I don't speak from experience. <laughs> um, that Yeah, it's it, it's cool. It's cool to be a fan. It's fun to be a fan. Uh, unfortunately, it's become cool to be like a really grumpy and angry fan. I yeah. I don't know. That's, that is that is funny. Like, Not that I th- – because n- nobody in the athletic department – and nobody, like, no player owes me anything because I cheered for him. Because I, I, oh, it's not like I forced you. I chose to cheer for him. Mm-hmm. They don't owe me. Because, like, if you don't win, obviously people can make fun of you for being a bandwagon and jumping ship. But the fact of, like, being a fan, the reason the Dallas Cowboys are so popular, the Patriots nowadays are so popular, Alabama, is because they win. And people are like, I want to be a winner, so I'm going to cheer for them. You can change your fan. You can change your fandom at any moment, really. I mean, I couldn't, unfortunately. Yeah. I could, you're I born never, into it. Born into it, and I chose it. Because I used to try to, like, when I was younger, I used to try to, like, be fans of other teams. Yeah, I did too. I, like, it was like, oh, who's winning right now? I'm gonna, or, like, Oregon was the cool team on NCAA because they had all the jerseys. I'm an Oregon fan. Texas, Miami. Yeah. Yeah, those like, are. I don't love me. And then, like, when, I, when you grow up and you learn what, like, kind of what it is to be a fan, to be able to go to the games, to be able to experience the atmosphere, to, like, love the color orange, because I do. People are like, what's your favorite color orange? And I was like, Kinda, not really. Probably blue, <laughs> but yeah. yes, orange. I do love orange. Right. Um, it's like that's that's like knowing the players' names, being like in the same. Like I feel like some people don't care about being in the same city as a team. It's hard. Like it's hard to like I'm an Arsenal fan, but I think it'd be a lot more fun to be an Arsenal fan if I lived in London. It's like yeah. right now, it's just like I watch them on TV and I, I follow them just because to a fall but it's not the same as being a Tennessee fan it's nice to drop 10 minutes to be at the stadium exactly <laughs> close to the stadium yeah exactly but no that's my fan experience I, and it's it, it, what's cool about being a Tennessee fan and it's not been as much fun because we suck is taking people to games that's cool I took an Oklahoma fan to the Oklahoma game hmm. and it was just like wow <laughs> they were, the noise the orange and white checkerboard the, like oh wow yeah it, that that's 
And even taking like even taking Tennessee fans to school, they get to experience it <laughs> yeah. for the first time, or it's cool. Yep, Tennessee fans that don't care about football, especially like a big game like Oklahoma and stuff like that. Yeah, there's there's just something yeah, the, different about. Well, the unfortunately, the lame games suck, but it's just it's part of playing lame duck games. Yep, not this year though. But this year, no lame games. All SEC. You baby. can't just bring whoever. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, the first game my nephew went to was UAB in 2010. We, it was terrible. We went to overtime. Yeah. And what, what was cool about it, obviously the game was awful, but what was cool about it is obviously you never experienced kneeling very loud in those games. There were probably like 80,000 people there, if that, 70, 80,000 people there. And in the overtime, it got loud. Not not even close to kneeling loud, but still it, it got loud. So it was cool. He probably doesn't remember it. He was really young. But he got to experience kneeling his first game. That eventually, unfortunately, because the team was playing bad, but eventually got to experience it. Yeah, I was talking to my dad. I don't even – I don't even know what my first game was. I don't remember my first game, but my first ever experience in Neyland, I remember I walked through the um, tunnel of O. I remember what we walked in gate uh, 11. We walked in gate 11. Gate 9. Walked in gate 9, went in through O. And I remember, and it's unfortunate because I've never seen it like replicated to this day. The first time, I guess, it's like, and my memory, you you know, you like replay memories that get better and better in your head. Well, if they're good memories, if they're bad memories, that's another subject. Just let it go. Yeah, that's just that's another subject. Good memories though, they always get better and better. I remember the first time ever seeing the checkerboard end zones. I was like, oh my god! Like the I remember the field being bright green. It was a night game, so we walk in, the lights were on, and the orange was the brightest. Like it, maybe that's why I'm just like the orange. The end zones never look good enough because I'm like I vividly remember how bright that orange was in the south end zone. Yeah, it was a night game. It was. It's probably like Kentucky or something, because I I didn't get to go to all the games when I was little, but I remember it being a night game, the one I remember, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, that's amazing. But I'm sure I went when I was like a baby to. Yeah, I wish that like I knew I went to that game, that game, because then you could go back and be like, yeah, I saw that guy play, and yeah, that guy play, and that guy play. Yeah. Um, the first one I remember, and just because it was so weird, was the Arkansas game where Jason Witten came. I remember that game because we were there till like two a.m. Yeah, <laughs> and I was yeah. like. What what year was that? A one? Uh, that sounds right. Two thousand one. Sounds um, right. So we were like what six? Yeah, uh, five. Yeah, six, six. Yeah. So I, I, I was like, I don't remember the game, right? But I remember being there because we we got like some kind of tickets through my my parents' friends yeah. had like company tickets, so we were down like. Uh, right behind the end zone, yeah, that they threw that touchdown to. So I I know my first game was in 1999. I don't know which game it was. It had to be a lower game that my family got tickets to because it was me and my brother and my my dad. But I don't remember the game. I I don't like I don't remember the game. I just know that was my first game was in 1999. Yeah. So yeah, that's dude. It, I love I love the little uh, orange sweatsuits and and jackets that. Like I had when I was little, I was like, Man. dude, my dad. Which like they're like when I was growing up, I was like, do you really have to wear that to the game? Because it was not the style then. Because he wore and like, now everybody wants it. He wore like the early two thousands, late nineties starter jackets all the time. Yeah. And now I'm like, dude, I wish I had that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, this is cool. I need to find out what game it was from. My my grandmother like three years ago gave me one of my grandfather's old like you know like jackets. Yeah. And um, she was like, yeah, I haven't touched it since he passed away. He passed away in ninety four. Haven't touched it since he passed away. Like, he hung it up after a game. Blah, blah, blah. I went and wore it for the first time. I put it on to go to a game, and it had peanuts in it. Like, 
peanuts from a football game that were like <laughs> he had eaten like half of them and folded up the other. Yeah. And she just hadn't touched it since he passed away. Just hung in the closet. So I was like, these are these are from 1994. And you from, one just they're from a Tennessee. What was cool was they were from a Tennessee football game in 1994. Dang. Yeah. It, was it like a bomber jacket? Is it button or zip? It buttons. So, I so like a yeah, bomber yeah. jacket. I've worn it to I've worn it to a couple of Tennessee okay. games. Yeah, I think I've seen you. Yes, yeah, yeah, so it's not that like bright orange like that. It's like a like I said, so many different oranges. Yeah. It's it's that like like matte orange almost. Okay, yeah. Sorry, we've been rambling on about being a fan. It's cool though. I love I love being a Tennessee fan. Yeah, we're like so close to football season, but we're not there yet. So. so you get to you're you're only remembering the past right now. Yeah, only remembering the past. So you got any more most importance? I don't. I have... Oh wait, did I did I even do one? I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> so I think we were just talking about a fan. I don't think we even got okay. the most important. Yet. So I do have a most important. Um, I showed you the video. If you don't look it up, Tony Hawk, uh, Sky Brown, eight years old, drops in on the mega ramp, and dude, it's incredible. It's one of the most impressive like things I've seen a kid do. Yeah, because I would never do it. I wouldn't do it. As an, I wouldn't even try it as an adult. <laughs> exactly. But the fact that a kid does it, and a kid looks so smooth and like just like she's been doing it for years, which I'm sure she has. But, but she's eight, so like how. Maybe, maybe three years max? Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yep. Um, my first one is uh Butter Baker. Being the highest paid Butter safety Baker? in yeah, pretty much. Being the highest paid NFL or safety in NFL history with a four year deal, fifty nine million. Dang. Cardinal safety. Are the Cardinals gonna be good this year? I I feel like they're they're trying to build a team to to be good. I just hope like their better players now don't like like they miss their their window. Yeah, that's true. With with the young talent that they have right now with Kyler Murray and and some of those guys, I don't know. I feel like they should be decent. I, that's a tough. Um, with the and you just got a young coach in Kingsbury. That's well, and like not they, they got the Seahawks and Rams. Rams. Who's the other? Um. All the Chargers, Seahawks, Rams. <laughs> Why'd you ask me that? I don't remember which one it is either. I'll look it up real quick. Um, I'm just curious to see if you know Kingsbury can can win. I don't know. You just, I just, I'm not convinced. Not convinced. Forty uh, ers Yes, that's tough. That's probably Fun. the toughest one in football. Which is funny because like. Four years ago, it would have been one of the worst yeah. outside the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, Seahawks, 49ers. Yeah, that's a tough division. To... The NFC is going to be tough this year. The NFC has been tough for a while. That's fair. Well. Because then you, like, mm. a couple years ago, you had the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons. Yeah, but even, like, you did have, you had that one year that the Panthers were really good. But other than that, the Panthers were always just kind of like. Yeah. Well, then the the year after that, then you have the the Packers, the Vikings. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Who else? Uh, Packers, Vikings, Lions, and Bears. Yeah. Yeah, Lions and Bears too. And, and then, then you have the the Eagles that were good for a while. But the NFC East was like just the Eagles. Well, the Giants had a couple years there. Yeah. But. Yeah the the AFC though I mean, they have the AFC West. I guess I'll say, well, you have the Raiders in that division. That kind of hurts you. And the Chargers aren't good, really, anymore. No. I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess the AFC is not anywhere near as good as the NFC. Yeah, but they always have a Super Bowl winner in the Patriots, so I guess it 
kind of fools you into yeah. thinking they're good. Yeah, or, or the Chiefs. Or the I Chiefs mean, this yeah, year. It's, yeah. it's like those two teams. And then the Steelers had several years. They're really good, which helps. Yeah, but definitely top to bottom, the NFC is much better. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any more most important. Um, I do. So, uh, Jamal Murray for the Denver Nuggets. Um, this was last week. He had um, 92 points in his last two games, and they're the most – in that span in Nuggets playoff history, the previous record was 74, and that was um, Carmelo Anthony in 2010. Dang. So, dude's going off. He, I mean, he's turning, he's really turned into a superstar this kind of playoff series. And yeah. I don't know if they get out of the first round, but maybe we'll see. Playoffs could get interesting. I think a lot of people expected the first round to be uh, pretty mellow outside of a couple matchups. Well, I saw a video today, and it was, like, all the people who, like, picked Portland to beat the Lakers. Yeah. And it was, like, Charles Barkley. Um, Kenny Smith was probably one of them. Yeah, there's a lot of people that picked Portland to win. It's looking more and more likely. I don't know likely is the right word, but oh, they possible. Lost. They lost. Oh, they, they ended up losing the they lost the series. Oh, they lost the series. Oh, yeah, I thought they. I, didn't, I thought it was Game Three Saturday night. No, five games. Oh, that's right. It's five. Now nah, in the first couple rounds. No, they, it's, it's still they. It's best of seven. Oh, it's best of seven. It was oh, that's just game that's five. Game. It was oh, okay. they won four to one. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I thought it was last, game last night was Game Five. I thought it was Game Four last night or Game Three last night. Gotcha. I thought it was Game Three, so I didn't think the series was over yet. And did you see um, Ole Miss? You see, he's back on their basketball staff. Yes, Marshall Henderson, baby. How is he going to coach? Like, how is he going to have the maturity to? He's probably just doing it for like college girls. <laughs> you think he gets girls? No, but I, I feel like he thinks he gets girls. Fair, fair. Do you have any fails? I do have a fail. Um, did you see the picture or the video that I sent you? of the guy that filmed the Blue Hill versus Lumi game, Loomis game. And he videotaped an onside kick, not from the sidelines and not even from the track, but from outside the fence of the football stadium. It was a high school game. That's how far away he was standing. Jesus. So he's like in the parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) And he filmed it like he was like reporting on the game. Dude, just. Or tweeted like he was reporting on the game. Walk up. I'm so confused. That was weird. It looks like he's standing in on his front porch. There's like a mailbox out front. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's his house. I mean, maybe. He's like on oh, high school games going on. Oh, tie ball game. Better tweet about it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was tailgating in his front that's, yard. That's actually probably right. Um, I have one fail. Jarrah Smith. Doing J.R. Smith stuff. What is he doing now? Um, they threw him a pass, and he was in the corner. He was about a foot out of bounds, and he tried to shoot the ball. <laughs> is he just stoned? Like, is he just all constantly stoned? I don't know what's wrong with that man. I don't either. That's awesome. I love J.R. Smith, though. Especially when they were, like, all those videos of the Cavaliers, like, at Indian ga- Indians games and stuff. That was my favorite J.R. Smith. Mine was, like... Him when they won when the the Cavs beat the Warriors and he'd just go over with the shirt off. 
Yeah, and, and like he was in the club with like bottles just always spraying had, them. He always had like Hennessy on. <laughs> Shirt off and Hennessy. That's my favorite J.R. Smith. Bring bring that bring that J.R. back. Yeah. <laughs> now he can't even – he don't even know what out of bounds. Or That's the problem. He, the won a cha- he won a championship and just got carried away and is now permanently stoned. Maybe he had a bad trip. It just affected maybe, his life. Maybe. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's a good point. I don't know. Uh, guys, I want to thank you all for listening. Football, so close. 27 days away. Uh, if you listen to this on Monday, 26 days away. If you listen to it on Tuesday, you're late, but 25 days away. Wednesday, we have a new episode for you. So if this is Wednesday, just turn it off. I'm yep. just kidding. You can finish it, but you get it. Uh, we appreciate you all listening. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that good noise, good stuff. Um, make sure you're following along football season. We're getting there. Yep. It's going to be a rocky road to get to, to these next 27 days, but hey, yeah. uh, 